Hello and welcome to Maine Education Matters with Matt and Matt. My name is Matt. And I'm Matt too. We are going to do all kinds of stuff today, Matt. Yeah, it's another mishmash pod, Matt. We're going to report out. We're going to do some previews. We're going to do some reviews. Then we're going to do some previews of stuff from last time again because we didn't have enough of last session apparently. Right. Now, if anyone tries to tell us that, you know, we are just, you know, tunnel vision type people, that we only do one thing. No, no, no. This pod proves that we are multifaceted, multi-tiered, and multi-talented, dare I say. It's a lot of multis. Let's start with reporting out what happened in some work It's a multi-multi. It's a multi-multi day. Yeah. It's like an MM day, like a Matt and Matt day. Ooh. Mm, I think it fits. I think we need to start petitioning the governor for a Matt and Matt day. (laughs) <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, I'll, let, I'll let Matt take care of that one. Yep, Matt's on it. Okay, good. I'm glad Matt's on it. Let's do some reporting out from work sessions that happened on the 29th and 30th of January. Uh, some of these were from uh, last session. They were. I'll start with LD1607, which was an act to create the Department of Early Care and Learning. Remember that? All about CDS, all about bringing in, you know, a new, a new place, a new, a new whole department that kind of was in between the CDS and the main DOE. Spoiler alert, it failed. Uh, not to pass. Wah, wah, wah. Let's try the next one. LD-178. Okay. An act to increase the state share of the cost of health insurance for retired teachers. I'm sure this passed with flying colors. There's no way that this would have gone any kind of problems. This one happened the same thing that we do when it comes to the financial bills. Uh, we table it and let somebody else figure it out. Yeah, someone else figure that out. That's probably wise. Yeah, very it's on smart. our end. Very, <laughs> less we have to talk about. LD1521, which was an act to expand skill development opportunities for Maine youth. Hey, you know, our, our youth need skills, they need opportunities, and they should be expanded all the way around. So this one was... Contracted ought not to pass. We don't need oh, no well, more opportunities. Those are dumb. Eh, frig them. LD1715, which was an act to reorganize the provision of services for children with disabilities from birth to five years of age. Ooh, more CDS. Uh, you can stop talking about it now because also ought not to pass. Boom, boom, ba-doom, boom. Oh. Wow, that's very impressive. Well, price uh, is right action for you. Price is right. <laughs> Uh, so three of those are all not to pass. One was tabled. Uh, those are all from last session, and now those are all done. Well, bye bye. Hey, let's let, let's 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 come into this session then. Let's so forget let, about the past and worry about the future, Matt. Let's preview the morning of February tenth. Preview the more isn't that, no? I was I'm thinking of the morning after song, and that I don't know why that came into my head just now, but I'm glad you stopped. Put it that way. I was going to sing it, but then. I don't think anyone would want to hear that. Isn't the, thing that... About, the thing about me and singing is usually a karaoke is like at 10 o'clock at night, I'm good. And at two o'clock in the morning, I'm amazing. I think that song was from the Poseidon Adventure, wasn't it? That's a deeper cut than I know. Oh, well, I thought it was a good metaphor for this entire podcast. That we're a sinking ship? Well, one of us is probably Ernest Borgnine in there. If anybody gets that... <laughs> <laughs> then I'm really If sorry. anyone gets that, please tweet to us about, you know, hashtag Borg9. <laughs> uh, we would, I would love to start that, that hashtag. I, I think that our faithful 17 listeners will start a hashtag Borg9. Excellent. Uh, and, and, 
here, here's the challenge. All right, here's a real challenge. To the first, to our, to our really super fans, the first one to, chat, to, to tweet that out, that's a super fan. Okay. Challenge is accepted. I, I, I don't know. We'll see if Dolly or Julie uh, takes care of that. Oh, it's a Thunderdome. <laughs> two, two faithful 17 listeners enter, one listener leaves. All right, let's get back to our actual How many podcast. random movie Fresnet references can we make in, a, in, a pod, in the first five minutes of a podcast? Oh, it's clearly been like 10 or 20 minutes by now, right? Hasn't it? <laughs> Maybe it just seems that way. So the morning of the 10th. So we're going to do the week of the 10th, actually. We're going to start with uh, in order uh, uh, chronologically. So the morning of the 10th, it starts with LD2071, a resolve. These are all resolves today. Uh, regarding legislative review of portions of Chapter 125, basic approval standards, public schools and school administrative units, a major substantive rule of the Department of Education. Yeah, so what they're doing here, folks, is I'm not sure how well you're aware, but if you're listening to our podcast, you should be at least a little bit. They've been doing some standards reviews, Matt. And, you know, we're involved in the curriculum instruction assessment side, and so we do a lot of work with standards. And for the last few years, uh, three areas of our learning results have been under review. The English language arts, the math, and the career and education and development standards. And what has been happening is they've gone through the whole process of public, a public hearing, and they've gone through a stakeholders meetings, and they've gone through the rewriting and the development, and they've gone through public uh, opportunities to comment. And now where they're at is they've done their revisions, they've done all that stuff, and they are presenting it to the Education and Cultural Affairs Committee to say, here's our work and approve? Question mark. So that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and all of those links, all that information is available online. I haven't seen uh, any uh, updated information on them, um, but the stuff is on their, their website. I will say it's not that easy to find. Nope. Um, but if you go to the main DOE dot, main, main.gov slash DOE, there's a whole thing about you can find the standards, learning results, and you'll find the standards reviews in there. Summaries are there. Um, there are some changes, but I don't think there's a whole lot that's what I would quote, say is quote-unquote substantial. No, no. I think these just come back uh, because they are considered major substantive rules. And yes. that's why they, they have to come back for legislative approval rather than just uh, just approval or just technical, what is the other one? Technical changes or something like that. Something like that. A, a routine technical rule or something like that. I'm trying to remember from last session. Right. Uh, so the next one was LD 2076, a resolve regarding legislative review of portions of chapter 40, rule for medication administration in Maine schools, a major mm. substantive rule. I hope that, I hope, 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 hope this is immunizations coming back. Yeah, the, th the, the thing with, with this one, and there's another one we're going to get to in a few minutes, but with these bills is that you'll see in the summary, it tells us nothing. It tells us absolutely nothing about what the bill is. And the summary of the bill is very clear because it says, this resolve provides for legislative review of portions of Chapter 40, rule for medication administration in main schools. That's all it says. It doesn't tell us what it's doing. It doesn't tell us anything else about it. And there's no documentation on the website right now to even find. So I'm, we're telling you there's going to be, they're talking about medications. And like Matt said, I as well hope, hope beyond all hope that it's about immunizations again. And that they have to reestablish that bunker in the basement with their cardboard cutouts. 
my assumption is this one was going to be at the sunscreen one because didn't we have a sunscreen Ooh. one last year that they could bring kids can bring in sunscreen now they did and i believe that they might um, all i hope that they're going to do a uh, a crosswalk to talk about sunscreen immunization <laughs> and i think that'll take us right to lunchtime at the cross cafe yes it will where i don't know if you know they have great coffee there i've heard that what else, what do you get for lunch there besides you know the obvious coffee oh, and spicy dill pickle chips well hell yeah that's uh, a that's a yeah. lunch by itself right there it is it is that's all i get when i get there like i get like 10 bags of those and a cup of coffee and hashtag nutrition <laughs> sorry hashtag borg nine you mean hashtag so... borg nine nutrition <laughs> <laughs> Uh, looking at Borgnine, I don't think there was a lot of nutrition going on there. Yeah, that might not fit into the 280 characters. <laughs> All right, so let's move to the afternoon of the 10th. We start with LD 2072, which is another resolve with legislative review, this time of Chapter 132, Learning Results, Parameters yeah. for Essential Instruction. Again, continuing on the standards. And the next one is LD 2075, Legislative Review of Chapter 115, Part 2 which were requirements for certification and endorsements. Yeah, it seems like most of these that are coming up that have this title of a resolve regarding legislative review, et cetera, are really just going to be um, updating the legislative language from some of the bills that were passed in the previous session. So there were some bills that were passed last session that had to do with certification and updating certification rules. So I imagine, and I'm prognosticating, that that's what this is, is it's looking at the impact of the previous bills on the current statute and then providing some statutory language to update and then some guidance possibly from the department to see here's how the department is going to be um, guiding with the guidance in guided fashion. <laughs> I'm glad they're guiding with the guidance. Uh, that takes us through all of February 10th if that wasn't riveting enough for the legislators. Yeah, if you're driving in your cars, we're very sorry that you're now off the road for that snooze fest. <laughs> so they're going to be still tired. So they're going to skip the 11th and go right to the 12th and the afternoon because they need to sleep in after uh, you know all that snooze fest. So they we're going to have. And speaking three... of sleeping in, Matt, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I okay. didn't mean to say it's a little bit late. But happy Groundhog Day and happy Palindrome Day. That was Thank a big you. day. O two O two twenty twenty. Well, let's put this way, since something else happened uh, on the day after 020220 when I saw Bill Murray drive in some sort of like fantastic Jeep with a groundhog. Uh, that was pretty by, epic. By the time this pod gets out, whenever that may be, do you think any of the Iowa caucus results will be out? Oh, they'll be out. They're just going to be so heavily disputed. No one's going to believe anything anymore. It's all hacked. It's all under suspicion. We can't trust our, our elections, folks. We just can't trust them out there. That's, that's why we need more securities in our buildings and our schools when we have uh, voting in places, which was a callback to a previous bill. <laughs> Let's go to the afternoon of the 12th and get to the real business of legislation, which starts with LD 2014, an act to amend the laws governing the Maine State Grant Program. This is one of my favorites. Why is that? Because... It not only talks about state grant funding for full-time or part-time students that can receive a grant for a period not to extend 10 semesters, and now it adds that adult learners 
can receive a grant for up to 12 semesters. What? So we're actually talking about overall learning for all people? It's amazing. It's also my favorite one because the summary is one sentence. Summary is once well, the line, the added line is less than a sentence. It looks good that this one is good, yet our elections, we can't quite figure out how to uh, report results. So right. go main legislature. That's why you, you don't need an you don't need an app to provide uh, adult learners to get 12 semesters worth of grant funding. It won't work if you do. Yeah, probably not. Uh, I will say this much. I thought you were going a different direction, but cherry on top. There are seven whereases. I'm sorry, six whereases, mm -hmm. and it's an emergency. So this kind of meets the perfect bill. It's got the whereases, it's an emergency, and it's wicked short. That sounds like a good day for us right there. This, this, might, this might be in the running for uh, Main Education Matters Award. Well, we'll have to make sure that gets into the nominations. Yeah, Matt will have to remember that. Matt will have to remember that. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sure, I'm sure one of the Matts listens back to all of these episodes. Doubtful. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. LD 2016. I know the editor. Uh, good point. <laughs> An act regarding school discipline for Maine's youngest students. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, presented by Representative Morales of South Portland, co-sponsored by Senator Millette, with a few uh, members of the Education Committee also co-sponsoring it. This is an interesting, interesting bill. So I'm going to read the summary a little bit, and you tell me why you think it's interesting. Sure. So student code of conduct may not prescribe suspension, expulsion, or the withholding of recess as a consequence of a violation by any student enrolled in grade five or below, except as provided under the Gun-Free Schools Act. Mm -hmm. And then uh, one about anybody's grade six or above who's eligible for free or reduced school meals is entitled to representation at state expense during expulsion proceeding. So, what I'm seeing, tell me if I'm right, I'm on the right page. If you're a grade five or below, you cannot get expelled or suspended or ex uh, withholding recess. You cannot be suspended, expelled, or have recess withheld as a consequence of a violation of the student code of conduct. So I, I, did, see, if, yeah. I did see that one too, that you have to have a student code of conduct what did yes. I read here? You go on a little bit here. I want to, uh, oh, here we go. Adoption of a district-wide student code of conduct is required in order to receive funding under Chapter 606B. Right. Well, A, how do you feel about mm. that one? I, I think this is a definition of some governmental overreach into the schools. I can go with that. That why, why do we have to legislate whether or not a school or a teacher decides how and when to suspend or withhold recess? Now, I'm, I'm fully aware and I, fully do, I do not support any kind of withholding of recess. I think, that is a, I think that is a bad idea and there's a tremendous amount of public health research yep. that supports that idea. However, to legislate that in our state doesn't seem to mesh up to me. 
so are you thinking this one is going to be at least a divided report, if not an outright not going anywhere? I think this is going to be a, it'll, it'll, I think it will pass because of the makeup of the legislative committee. Uh, it'll pass well, but it will be a divided report. Which means and the divided the, 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 it'll pass, ought to pass, possibly as amended. They might change some of the, the language. Yep. But I think the minority report, the, you know, with the one Tom Cruise and all the screens, would be uh, ought not to pass. Yeah, I would assume the same idea. There's just a little, little too much going on there. So, I don't think I, I don't, I, I like your idea of the, the withholding of recess and all the, the rule, but the, it seems like it all are rules that don't really need to be in place. Right. Leave, leave that, leave those decisions up to the, the teachers because, and to the, the, the schools, they know their kids best in a lot of ways and they should be, and if they have to make a disciplinary move, they should be able to have the tools at their advantage right. to be, to be able to make the decision that's going to be the best, not only for that one student, but for the safety and well-being of the other students. So as, as usual, when we talk about how these bills comes up, a lot of these bills come up in response to a certain situation. Sure, something so happened. Something happened that somebody didn't like and got Representative Morales to sponsor this one and then get a bunch of co-sponsors to add some weight to it, basically. Right. But this is, this is just, if the, the way I'm reading this is somebody did something dumb and now they're trying to fix that by doing some legislation. That's how I read it too. Yeah. One question that I have, and I know that that other bill that came before this session that had to do with their curriculum or big mandates and things coming forward that would change, uh, I forget the LD number off the top of my head. If only there were a spreadsheet that I could access easily that would have that LD. That would be cool if somebody made that. We, yeah, we should, we should contract someone to do that. Uh, but there was a bill that came forward that's, that's gone through committee that's been all about um, taking curric curriculum or mandates, you know, like if the Holocaust were to be all of a sudden mandated in, well, then the department has to have a subcommittee formed to, with stakeholders to see, well, to what extent is this already being done and what's the impact? This is the kind of bill that I could see going for that committee. Even though it's not necessarily curriculum related, it is requiring a district-wide student code of conduct um, an adoption of that is required in order to receive funding. I can see that as being something that is substantial. I, I would agree. And maybe that's the way it will be steered when, with it, when they do the public hearing. That maybe somebody will talk about that. Hey, good idea, but, you know, let's, let's put some more people on this. Yeah. As you mentioned that, by the way, that, uh, that particular LD, I realized that we did not go over the actual bills from this session that were talked about in work sessions at the 29th and 30th. So we will do that as soon as we finish these previews. So that's, hold on. That's a teaser. If you, if you were waiting for those, you're waiting all pods so far for those, don't worry, they're coming. So I was kind of hearing screaming in my earbuds of people who have yet to listen to this podcast saying, what about the ones that I know about that you already talked about? What happened to those? And they're screaming at me and it finally just came through. Those are just the voices in your head screaming at you, Matt. That is more likely. No one's uh, actually screaming at you. Not yet. Well, that, well, that's not true. We're in okay. education and we're exactly. administrators, so there are it's, always people screaming at us. Yeah, yeah, like this morning it already happened. Uh, how about we go to the next one? Are you all done with uh, LD 2016? LD 2020. Hey, it's current. 
It's an act to strengthen maritime education by amending the laws governing the Maine School for Marine Science, Technology, Transportation, and Engineering. It's a long school name. That is M-S-T-T-E or M-S-M-S-T-T-E. They say it just like that, I think, yeah. So this school is now- Sounds like Mr. Mr. Oh, you know what this does? Oh, I kind of like this. It, uh, oh my gosh. Hey, hey, to our listeners, we're reading this for the first time right now. (laughs) Don't tell anyone. Here's the summary. This bill amends the provision of law terminating the main school for marine science 90 days after adjournment of the second regular session to prove to provide that the school is terminated 90 days after adjournment of the second regular session of the 131st legislature. Wait, what? So we're going to terminate the school, not this year, we're going to do that in four years. It also removes references to residential students and amends reporting requirements for the school by incorporating reporting requirements similar to those of charter schools. Did, did, did I just read that they're terminating the school? Yes, uh, the school is terminated 90 days after adjournment of the second regular session of the 131st legislature, which is what, in, in two years, four years? Four years from now, right? If I, if. Four more years. Four more years. So, what? And so I think that this is such a new school that I think they put a sunset date on it. They also added some language in there that the report, they have to report out, and it has to include things like how they're doing in terms of student academic proficiency and growth and achievement gaps and attendance and enrollment and post-secondary readiness. Uh, these other things, parent community engagement. So this is looks like the creation or the implementation of a new school. And they're just trying to say, yeah, well, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to close it out. Right. But you know, you got four years to get your stuff together. It would really help us and our listeners. If we read these ahead of time from now on, <laughs> that's a weird one. Hashtag, hashtag analysis folks. Hashtag Borg nine. So, <laughs> so that's an interesting one. Now I'm very excited to see what the testimony looks like on that one. I am very, this is going to be fascinating. When is this one happening again? Uh, that, that, those three happen on the afternoon of the 12th. I want to see somebody go up and testify and say, hey, uh, you're, you're closing our school in four years instead of like this summer? What? One, uh, thank you. I, and two, I'm not sure. What? <laughs> All right, so let's go to uh, the afternoon of the 13th, uh, Matt's favorite day, LD 27, 2077, excuse me, a resolve with legislative review portions of chapter 180. Ooh. PEPG. Yay, Matt. What does this one do? We have info on this one. Yes, so I reached out to uh, Emily Dowdy. Uh, congratulations on getting married, Emily, if you're listening, which of course you are. Of course you Thank are. Thank you. And uh, I asked about this because, of course, this is one of those bills that when you read the summary of it, it tells you absolutely nothing. And so that's just the way the legislative process works is that they tell you nothing. Uh, so 
what um that what i got back from that was that basically what this bill is doing is saying just like we did before with the certification bill there were some changes to pepg last year i'm pretty sure we talked about it at least once um and as a result there were some statutory language changes and so what this is doing is it's saying well we're aligning others language statutes to meet that statute and so here's our language propositions and also here's some clarifying language and guidance that we're going to be doing in terms of things like, you know, uh, whether or not the flexibility clause about whether or not how to use uh, student learning results, student achievement results, um, whether how to develop a, how to align the composition of the steering committee. Um, there's no definition for consensus going to be produced because that's a local thing, but there are guidance. There's going to be guidance on how to do that. This seems like a review of the pod we did with Emily in the fall. She talked about all it of these things. Talked about all these things and said this is what they were working on and now they are reporting out on what they've been working on. So That's kudos. Awesome. Yes, that is fantastic. That is fantastic. All right, and that is the only one of the afternoon of the 13th because I think, Matt, I think- oh, That'll take up a lot of time. Well, because I think they're going to spend some time as they're going through this listening to our three-part series on PEPG just to get a refresher. Our three-part series that are discussions of PEPG uh, during all of that, that bill change is coming up. And then of course the epic episode with Emily, um, which was so clarifying and so great to hear. Totally agree. All right. So we are going to go back a little bit. Into going to go back here. in time. We are going to report out on what happened on the 29th and 30th in the work sessions. And I'm looking at a spreadsheet somebody just put together. It looks really <gasps> nice. Uh, so we did the 27th ones last time. So we're gonna do the 29th today. We will start with LD 1916, an act to increase high school graduation rates for students experiencing homelessness or in foster care. That was tabled. Yes, there were, there was some testimony that happened on that one and uh, I don't know why it was tabled. I wasn't able to get to hear the work session on this. So it's just, they're holding off on it. Yeah. That's it. The other one from the 29th was LD 1918, an act to amend the laws regarding the reserve funds of certain organizational, uh, certain school organizational structures that was ought to pass as amended. Uh, yes, if I remember correctly, and I'm pulling up my document now, this was the bill that, yeah, that changed the reserve funds, that allowed reserved funds to be there for not just capital improvements, but for instructional needs. And the, ex the example that we brought up on the pod was the one that if a student at post budget being approved, a student moves in with special education needs for say out of district placement costs, those funds could be used to help offset those reserve funds could be used to offset that. Whereas right now they would come out of the regular education bill. So this one has been ought to pass. And then we move to the 30th. There was one coming out on that day was 18, LD 1878, a resolve to establish a commission. We like those to study mm. the use of adjunct professors. And that was also ought to pass as amended. Yeah, there was, that was, that was the, that was a dramatic testimony day. We did review that one. We did. And that was uh, uh, awkward, let's say. Yeah, it was. A little bit. It, it, it got a little little personal, a little, little heated. 
very exciting, in other words. It, it was. I, I'm not going to say which side of it, but one of them was like, oh, no, here come the meat sweats. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so let's move to... I'm not going to say that I have this, but I may have a list of Friends references that I'm trying to make sure that I pull one off of. I'm every pretty episode. sure, as I'm looking on the screen here, that's that entire whiteboard behind you, isn't it? That I can't read. It is. It is. I have sticky notes all over a whiteboard and grids, and that's different uh, relationships. One has uh, just Joey references. One has Chandler. One has Monica and Chandler. One has there's just a whole column just for Phoebe. <laughs> Let's move to testimony review. We're doing all kinds of stuff. As you said, it was a mishmash today. Yeah. We're going to review from January 29th, two bills with not a lot of testimony. Uh, we'll start with LD 2024, an act to remove from the calculation of the cost of education, the main public employees retirement system, teacher planned, unfunded, actuarial liability. Holy this moly. The, this was the actuarial liability. Yeah, it was super exciting. And, uh, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm assuming that there was no like um, political partisan type or sides that were taken. You couldn't tell that you could, if you were to read the testimony without looking at who submitted it, you wouldn't be able to tell. No, not at all. Not at okay. all. It, everybody was on the same page. No issues at all. It didn't get personal or combative in any way. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're lying, aren't we? Clearly. Uh, we have things from the MEA, Maine Municipal Association, Maine Heritage Policy Center, and MSMA, along with the sponsor, uh, Senator Millette. And the ones who are in favor of getting rid of it right. wanted to get rid of it to show the true cost of education. Well, yeah, they, their argument was this unfunded actual liability uh, kind of clouds the overall EPS numbers or the, the, the finances to make it seem like the 55% threshold for funding educa public education is actually there. Right. Their argument is that, well, no, it actually clouds it because of some other things that have happened. There's really no need for this because there's this constitutional stuff and all these arguments that the MEA was making and other folks were saying there's this is not needed and it further... Um, clouds the overall what the percentage that is actually being funded for the 55%. And the other side, which was mainly Maine Heritage Policy Center, said uh, you need to keep it in because that's a cost. That is a cost and also uh, it would be, in their words, unacceptable, quote, because, quote, the state already spends an absurd amount of money to educate approximately 180,000 students, end quote. I noticed something in there about uh, the absurd amount of administrators that happen in our schools. Yes, yes. Which is just uh, awesome. They suggest capping, quote, capping and incrementally lowering the amount that can be spent on administration, similar to how the legislator created annual targets to increase instructional expenditures. That was their suggestion, which, hey, suggestions are welcome. You know, partially, I, I might shock you here. I partially agree with that. Sure. We have... 200 something school districts in this state, some of which have an elementary school in them. Oh yeah. We could probably combine a little bit more like way back when Governor Baldacci was around. 
I'm staying far away from this one. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm staying far away from this one. For the first time ever, Matt yeah. is quiet. I'm, I'm, there's, there, there's, I have a lot of conflicting and competing things in my head at the moment, so I am going to abstain from commentary on that. Very fair. Uh, I think it's worth a discussion. Hey, when, for me, when it comes to this co topic, it's abstinence only. I noticed the, with the disclaimer for this topic. Yes, of course. Okay. I, choo I can pick and choose topics to abstain. Let's Right? My body, my choice. Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the next one. LD 2035, an act to modify teacher certification expiration dates for teachers who use family medical leave. Only six items on this one. Really only five, as I look. Really on only, really on only five. And then there was, the, and then the, then you count the presenter in there. So really only four. So what did this one have to say for the most part? It said, yep, yeah, okay. Yeah, the MEA was, uh, sorry, MEA, the Department of Education, the DOE. I get all my acronyms mixed up, mixed up some days. Uh, they said pretty much we, we kind of do this anyway. It's just not right. formal. It's uh, not formal. and This would make it formal. But they're like, eh, you know, cool, but we kind of all already do this and take this into account as long as people pay attention. Yeah. And MEA said, well, this needs to be done because we're just actually, there's actually a situation where this very thing happened and there was, it, was, it was highly contested and it was a big problem. So this is actually a real thing. Yep. As we said a few minutes ago, legislation is introduced because of a thing. And this was a thing. Fortunately, that thing, when this happened, uh, was resolved appropriately, but it was still a pain in the butt for the person involved. Yep. So I totally get it. I think that one will be fine just to make some confirmation, if nothing else. My opinion. Right. And that was, and that was on the 29th. Those two bills. 20th. Yep. Just those January two. January 29th. So what They're starting they did, off slow, Matt. They're starting off slow. They are starting off slow. Well, I, I, knock on wood here, because all of a sudden we're going to have daily podcasts coming up soon. All right. You're, you're welcome, listeners? <laughs> Question mark. So the last part that we have today is a preview of some work sessions for held over bills. Wait, so we're doing a preview of held over. Yeah. A preview of past bills. This is what we do, Matt. We do everything. And if these are on the schedule, somebody's going to have a question on it. I don't know who, but it's probably going to be one of our faithful 17 or faithful so to pre now. So to preview a past bill, do we need to go back to the future? What they need to do, Mr. Movie Reference, is go back and listen to these previews from last season. Uh, there were th going to be three of them on February 5th. LD860, which is an act to establish the Maine Community College System no-cost tuition program. I remember this one. LD882, a resolve to require the examination of the system of learning results. That's, well, yeah, that's a fun one. Do you remember that one? I do remember that one. I will right, we'll talk about them in a second. And LD1813, a resolve to ensure safe and inclusive learning environments. These are all, all right, held dealer, over from last session. Yep, dealer's choice. Which one do you want to do first? Let's do the only one that I really remember decent enough. It's the examination of the system of learning results. Six pieces of testimony back in February, March, uh, March, March 6th. Wow. 
March 6th. That was a long time ago. It, 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 feels like a, it feels like forever ago. So if I'm looking at the testimony from this one, this was introduced by Representative Sampson yep. and had five other pieces of information. So to, yeah, to remind people what this did is it had two requirements. The first was to say that if we adopt any standards or learning or any learning results, anything like that, they have to be gone through, have gone through a peer reviewed process and should be based on research, et cetera. Mm -hmm. The second thing that it did was it was to replace the SAT with another assessment at the high school level, similar to, or like, for example, the AccuPlacer. Mm -hmm. So what this one, in the summary, it directed the DOE to convene a working group to study the system, but it never made it to work session. So that working group did not happen. Am I reading that right? I think so. So is it, with all of these, are they just ways to get stuff off the system? Like these, these are still bills that haven't had a work sessions yet. Do we just need to have a work session to, to finish it off? This was held in March, remember? Right. So, so this was this was. It's had, not like they didn't have time to have a work session. They start had this had this the the public hearing in March. They had all until June. It was tape. They had one work session. It was tabled, and then right. a carryover was requested in May and approved at the end of May. Oh my God! Did we go to the end of May? My God! So it just kind of sat there for a while. And they didn't do anything with it. Right. I think this is a way to bring it off the table and then vote it down. I think that that's what they're going to have to do with this. Cause if they haven't done their, any kind of work study or session or anything on this, how can they vote to pass it without having any real information? I think it's going to be is the, what they asked for. I think it's going to be the same with the other two. Cause I'm looking at 860, which was the no cost tuition program. This was tabled yep. on May 8th. Uh, the public hearing was May 2nd. And it was tabled, carryover requested the next day. Uh, they didn't want anything to do with it, it looks like. So I think that one is also going to be a goner. And 1813 seems like one right uh, at the end. Public hearing, oh, I do not remember this at all. Public hearing of that was June 5th. Yeah. Wow. Wow, is June right. June 5th. Uh, it's late. So this is my favorite part. Uh, the public hearing was Wednesday, June 5th. The work session was Wednesday, June 5th, <laughs> and they tabled it right after that. Carryover right. requested two days later, approved four days later, and here we are again. Um, my guess is all of these are out. I don't remember seeing a working group on this one. Uh, this, the, uh, sorry, LD 1813. Uh, the to ensure safe, inclusive learning environments was all about directing the DOE uh, to convene a working group to review and develop recommendations to ensure safe and inclusive learning environments for LGBTQ students and educators in main schools. I don't remember that work group seeing that work group happening nope. or having a report that came reported out from the DOE on that with all the reports that came out. We didn't nope. talk about that in our reports pod. So then if we didn't re report it, if we didn't talk about it, it didn't happen. That's what I, that's what I'm assuming happens with legislation these days. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, I think you're right to, to close the, to close the loop on it. They're gonna have to say, well, we don't have any information, so ought not to pass and try again next time. Speaking of closing the loop, that's going to wrap up today. We've gone long enough. And if anybody's still, still here with us, get your phone out right now 
and tweet something at us with hashtag Borg9. Hashtag Borg9. And where do you tweet at us? You tweet at us on Twitter at, at @mainedmatters. You could also give us a you know, could give us a Borg9 on Facebook, facebook.com slash matters. hashtag give us a Borg9. Um, and or on our website where you can find that handy dandy spreadsheet that we talked about, information about us. If you want to contact us other ways, uh, let us know at maineducationmatters.weebly.com. We will be back next episode with more legislative talk. Hashtag Borgnine. Hashtag Borgnine. Bye.